What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.Store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Joe Everest, the Fence Expert, coming to you live from the Know Before You Go studio here at Fence Tech 2023 in OKC. If you guys are in the fence industry at all, you know exactly who we're talking to. But if, if just they're in, in social case, media. Well, if they're in social fair point, fair <laughs> point. But for like the one or two people out there that don't know you, uh, how about an introduction? Hi, guys. My name is Sean King, a.k.a. Mr. Fence from Evansville, Indiana. Um, Mr. Fence Academy, Mr. Fence Tools, uh, Team Blue. That's us. Yeah. I'm not yeah. even wearing blue right now. I, I know. I, you're out of It rarely out of, uh, happens. Out of uniform. I think it's, I'm so tired right now, I can't even think straight. <laughs> it's been a, a very busy show so far, so. I tell you what, it's been an incredible turnout. It's been really good today. Packed. For some reason, that corner over there where we're at is just absolutely packed. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Why, Sean, <laughs> is that corner over there packed? Fence guys like to compete. Yep. Right? A little you competitive. guys are all a little competitive. We've a seen it all over social media. For those of you guys are on social media, right? <laughs> I got rocks. Uh, yeah. I can dig a hole. Uh-huh. I you got it bad where you're at. Yeah. String line gang, all of yep. that stuff. Dry pack, wet pet set. They're a little competitive. Oh, don't, get, don't even get into the concrete. Don't even. We don't have the time available today for that conversation. So it's been interesting because we have a dry pack post over there with no water. It hasn't oh. been watered. And there has been some very large, very capable human beings determined to pull it out of the ground or break it loose <laughs> for a lot of money. Yeah. We've seen fingers with cuts in them and stuff. It hasn't moved. I don't know. We thinking about maybe we should have to water it, make it more solid. <laughs> make it more solid, possibly. Is that even such a thing? More solid, make it more better. But Sean, that's why in the corner. That's what's going on. That we're, you're having the fence games over there. Truth be told, we legitimately have the fence games competition. We got guys digging holes. We have guys running fence pickets. Yep. We have guys cutting aluminum sections. That's tough. Yep. Installing a vinyl fence between two posts. Uh, that's a privacy section. They got to rip a picket, rip a rail, or cut a rail. We have Ozark Wireworks sponsoring that's the chain right. link division, which that's is a right. four foot tall, uh, 16 foot stretch of chain link. All they have to do is hook it up both ends, yep. stretch it, dump the wire tie. And then you have the uh, bias cutting the bias that you guys cut. are sponsoring. Yeah. It's, you know, the bias cuttings had like five people try it. Okay, okay. It's intimidating for it, most. Because it is, a, it is an intimidating angle. Yeah. We're not talking about a slight rise here. The, we did go a little aggressive on that. <laughs> it's like a 45 degree almost. And then we have um, layout challenge. Okay. So how to lay out a fence equally spaced over three different lines of fence or uh, segments of fence. Yeah. Including a gate. Okay. Um, I think that's that's it. Seven events. I need them all seven. You say that's it. Like that's only, there are only a few things going on over it is an absolute production over there. It's. I walked over there to come talk to you about coming on to here, and uh, there, it is impressive. It is impressive. You got people going through all sorts of 
motions over there? We've seen some, we've learned some new tricks already. Okay. Right, so that was kind of one of our goals was not just to find the fastest guy, sure. but through watching everybody use their tools, their methods, their procedures to accomplish the same goal, I picked up a couple of things already uh, that were very unique and I'm like, that would be very helpful. I've never thought sure. about that, I've never seen that. And we're going to see more of that the more that we continue this yep. type of engagement. Absolutely. Right? So I, I think that's one of the important things to know. So when we're jokingly talking about concrete, we're jokingly talking about all this, it's not that there's one set way, right? Like there's always more than one way to accomplish that's the right. task. That's right. And just because it's a way that someone says doesn't necessarily mean that's, that's the best way, but it could be an improvement over your particular process. Well, I think that the, the notion that there's a, there, there even is a best way <laughs> is an interesting conversation because the more that I travel and share ideas, I'm learning that there probably is not one single best way anywhere right. because everything is different everywhere. It's situational. Your resources are different. The goal is different in what you're trying to accomplish. Some people are trying to have the highest quality they can produce. Sure. Some guys are trying to make the job as easy as possible as they can. Some guys are more focused on making it as fast as possible. You got to look at the total goal, what your resources are, and the best way is going to be different. Sure. Right? I don't yeah. think we can quantify a best way for setting a post ever. Well, <laughs> I, I would love to drive posts. I would That's love to. I well. Very interesting concept. You, you and I and, and the Olsen guys are all partners in a post right. that is to be driving. In my region, is not very conductive to driving. I wish I could, right. but in my particular area, in our particular situation, it's just not the best way. It's not the most efficient way. Uh, but you head down into the south region, or even up into the northeast, yep. or northeast or of us, central, central where I'm at. Sure, very good. Yeah. So it just it it's situational. Yep. Yeah, and so that I think that's the biggest takeaway, and we can always improve on what we're doing. So that's the other part of it. So we think we have figured out the best way. It's like momentarily before we learn another way, right? <laughs> right Just as soon as right. we think we figured it out, somebody comes by and shows us something that literally changes the, the whole game. Yeah. And you're like, I never knew that. And the reality of it is, is you don't know, but you don't know until you learn, but you didn't know. Right. So when I say the best way, like it's, it's never going to be done. It's just, it's just a way, a current way of doing it. We're going to continuously improve upon it. Well, and I think that's where social media comes in, right? Is it helps Huge. spread education, it helps spread Ideas. different methods. I mean, we're, we're members of Facebook groups where there's, there's a, a myriad of different conversations going on in there. But there is some productive talk as well. For sure. Of, hey, here's how I accomplish this, or here's what I'm facing, how would you accomplish this, right? So there are some, some productive conversations going on in there that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. Wouldn't have happened 15 years oh, no. ago. No way. The, the, I think the sharing of knowledge amongst our industry has exponentially exploded in the last four years. Yeah, oh, really absolutely. So. Last four years exponentially exploded. Yeah. Prior to that, you had to almost travel somewhere to network and really work hard sure. to share that information. And oftentimes, because I was a big part of that since I was a young, you know, 18, 19 years old traveling, you would go to AFA events, chapter yeah. events, yeah. and there are a lot of fence guys there, but oh, there yeah. was also an agenda of things to get done. So sure. you weren't necessarily just talking about the art of building fence and how to build fence because you had a meeting and an activity and a dinner and then this. Right. And it wasn't really the time to just dig in. Sure. And throw some ideas on the wall and see what sticks. Right. Well, and there was also a different mentality. 
no, right? A mentality that I've got my secrets, and my dad handed his secrets down to me, and, and I worked hard for these, and he worked hard for his, and you've got your secrets, and you've worked hard. But I think what the funny thing is, is as we start comparing notes, we realize well, our secrets are kind of the same. Wasn't really a secret, it was it? It wasn't a secret at all. Like, how did you figure that out? You copied my notes. I've right. never met you before. Wait man. a minute. Your thing looks a lot like my thing, and I think you kind of like, no, we both just... So the FBI calls that a clue. That means your th problem was a lot like my problem. Right. And when right. you have similar problems, we're going to gravitate to a similar solution. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Of averages. So now, now the mentality is shifting, right? That if we can all share our ideas, our secrets, we can all share our processes, that we can all get better for it. Absolutely, we're exponentially getting better by sharing. Like, that's right. interesting to think. At first, we didn't want to share it because we wanted to control our competition by not sharing the goals. Sure. So we weren't focused on getting better, we were focused on keeping others from getting better. Sure. That was right. the mentality of Granddad. Right. Okay? Yeah. Now we're focused on how do we get better, and by default, okay, my competition gets better too. My job is just to be a little bit better. Is right. it consistent? Well, you can have the tallest building one of two ways. You can tear all the buildings <laughs> around you down, or you can build the tallest building, yep. right? But if you tear all the buildings around you down, you're still luck left with a small building, just Nothing in, to compare in the midst to. of rubble. So right. how, are you proud of the only building now? Yeah, what, what, what have you really accomplished? <laughs> right. So by building the tallest building, you actually accomplish something that you can look back a on. A lot more, for sure. And, and I think that's what you're doing with the games, right? So we're looking at, I'm sure we're going to look at and we'll talk about the uh, this, the we'll talk about coming to camp here in a second because I think they play into this. So you're taking the the fastest time, the best method, and then you're sharing that through company cam with right. the fencing world in, at large. Is that so, right? So so the goal is to take fence games needs to be more reachable, yep. attainable, or um, available to our fence industry, right? Um, so that we can get a better connection across the entire coast. There's some companies that are probably smaller that we can't travel. Sure. All right, wouldn't travel. Right. Maybe they don't even know about the AFA and FenceTech. Sure. Could possibly happen. Fair. Okay. Yeah. So the idea of Fence Games is it's not just an association activity here. How do we actually find the guy up north and the guy in the backwoods and the guy on the, in the south of Florida that actually is a fence ninja? But right. nobody's ever heard of him. He's sure. not on social media. How do we get a hold of this guy? Or maybe he does. He can't travel. Yeah. So we want to take the games to everybody. That's fair. And the way I think to do that is partnering with Company Cam has allowed us with some parameters, similar to the CrossFit games. Okay. Those activities are videotaped in your own gym. Yeah. You submit those to the competition for a pre-qualifier. Okay. So if we can get good footage of guys doing certain activities that are specified, specific A and B activity has to be done this way, yeah. videotaped, company cam has a timestamp, geographical location on yep. these videos, they archive them, third party, they're there for everyone to search and see. Yeah. And I think it would make it accessible uh, to anybody. Absolutely. Any of the guys in the field. You might have a fence ninja working for you, but you're going to bring him here just to dig a hole? <laughs> sure. Probably not. Probably not. not. Probably not. Yeah. But he might be really good at his craft. Sure. So how do we get that guy involved? So Company Cam has partnered with us to allow us. We're going to have uh, the, this event. We have one at Fence Show already planned. Okay. Yeah. Right. In August. In August. We're going to have one at uh, Fence Madness in um, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. March 23rd and 24th uh, at Mr. Fence. 
we're looking for another spot. Those are ones that will have like a big presence of people already there. Sure. But opening it up to virtual so they can compete against each other. I like and that. just keep that running. Yeah. That just will stay running. Well, and the also though, you'll be able to look back on previous competitions too, right? So it all be if archived. we wanted to share a method that we if if I'm watching if I'm watching the own your home, and maybe that's not a good example, but the the layout or the yep. vinyl, and I see something, I go, uh-huh. I need to share this with the team. They need to see this, whatever, whatever yep. it is. We could probably share that and with the company cam. Yeah, so company cam, we're tagging everything. So you got chain link fence, vinyl fence, wood fence, activity. Okay. So they're tagged, right? Um, and then those people are inter engaging with company cam and figuring out how valuable of a tool it is for your fence business right. anyways. It takes you about 30 right, seconds. To figure that out, right? Yeah. This is invaluable. So you should already have your guys on company cam. But once they're on company cam, they can start doing videos in the field and uploading those things for, uh, for, for competition. Absolutely. But what we're going to find out is there's so much discussion about my way is the best way. Yeah. My way is right. And you don't know what you don't know. Sure. Well, when they watch somebody literally in front of them do it a different way and the stats are showing you that it looked simpler and it was faster, yeah. what are you going to do? You're literally going to be like, I guess I either try it. Right. Right. Or I'm going to try to argue the fact that I just watched it happen. Right. You right. want to be that hard-headed? Yeah. That, that's your choice. Yeah, it literally just happened in front of a group of people <laughs> and recorded for history. But, but, yeah. So we'll be able to share that with our teams. Yeah. We'll be able to take that back to teams and say, hey, listen, I saw the way of laying this thing out that we really have to consider. And I'd yep. really like to try. And here's a video example of how it happened. Yep. I think that's incredibly smart. It's going to help us move the industry forward and really vet and figure out these methods that we're preaching and teaching. Sure. How, how valuable are they? How real are they? Yep. Get the ego and check for a moment. Sure. And let's sure. see. All right. We're going to measure it up. <laughs> so that's the fence games, the fence competition. Uh, let's talk about Mr. Fence Academy. It's another another facet of what of yes. what you do. Right. So Mr. Fence Academy is in the business of helping fence businesses become more profitable okay. by decreasing stress and improving in communication. Okay. Okay. Bottom line. That's the goal 100%. Most defense companies that we're working with and sharing ideas with oftentimes are very stressed out, maxed out, wearing too many hats, lack of communication, and by default, all of that creates a um, very low profit margin. Sure. Yeah. So and, sometimes not. And a lot of stress. Right. So what we've done is we've worked on some processes and procedures that help you learn your numbers. Okay. Understanding what your company is doing will help you understand how to drive that ship, which direction you're going, what levers to pull and push by measuring your business, okay? You can go to seminars and you can listen to all these different ways of running a business. Sure. But if you, does, if you don't know what yours is currently doing and you're going by your gut, you're, you're, you're making decisions off of bad information. Is it garbage in, garbage out? Sure. Well, and, and how can you measure it? You can't measure a gut feeling. Right. I mean, it is. You, you talk really to people can't. all the time, they're like, oh, I'm doing well, or I think when my sales are up, or my number, my profits. And when you dive in, you're like, wow, <laughs> I didn't expect that, right? Yeah. Oftentimes, it's the schedule one we get. People tell me, oh, I'm 16 weeks out, I'm 12 weeks out, I'm 14 weeks out. And I'm like, all right, let's talk through that and quantifying exactly the man hours per section it takes in, in every single job. This should take this long. You put them in a timeline, and oftentimes we figure out that's 
about half the backlog they thought they had. Interesting. Because they were going by their gut. Sure. Well, I feel sure. like that's about 16 weeks of work. Yeah. No. Well, well, my favorite is guys that say, well, you know, I'm, how's business? You know, it's going really well. I've got plenty of money in the bank. Oof. Uh, that's that's not exactly the yardstick you want to use. Yes. Uh, and, it's, and that's a whole different discussion about having correct bank accounts, but um, that's definitely not, not the right that's yardstick. That's not the way to go. And, and that's very common. Guys will want to run their business based off their checking account. Yeah. Um, and we and beg them to please pay less <laughs> attention to that. Yeah. And let's pay more attention to what the numbers say. Well, and because that's an end result too. And it's not really. It's not, it's not real. It's not current. Yeah. It's a trailing result. So exactly. everything's already happened. So what's happening right now? Like what is, what is your bank account going to look like a month from now? Well, with the bills, right. Are, right. are they in, they're not reflected in the bank account. The sure. money coming in is not reflected in the bank account. No. So uh, that's a very scary way to run your business, um, but it also creates a lot of stress. Um, so getting team members or business owners to understand, stop doing that. Sure. Figure out what KPIs you need to measure in your business and be religious and relentless with measuring those consistently. Absolutely and you create a huge amount of data that you can make some good decisions on. Now, speaking of huge amounts of data, this is all this is all fed into a gigantic spreadsheet oh, yeah. that leads to a massive <laughs> dashboard. I've I've seen your page, there's multiple large curved screens that are just like data. All right. it is is data and dashboards. Impressive, first we're, and foremost. We're trying to figure out what data really we need to be focusing on. So right now sure. we have a lot of data. Yeah. And of what piece of that data really moves the needle? Like, what what's the easiest squeeze? Sure. What's the lowest hanging fruit? Yeah. Where you get the greatest value from if you focus on this piece? To be fair, that's so much data that if you try to focus on all of it, you're just going to waste time looking yeah. at data. Just right? spinning in circles. So we're still trying to figure out which piece really is the most important, and then go work backwards from there. Start okay. here, one, two, three, important data, and work backwards. And it's not necessarily what you would think. Okay. Right. Okay. So, tracking, uh, you know, capture ratios is interesting. Sure. A lot of people do that. Chat, how many leads I've come in, how many leads I sell. But tracking capture ratio dollars is not common. Okay. But it tells a different story. Yeah. Right. So, what did you bid this week, and what did you collect this week in sales? So if you yeah. if you bid. 10 jobs and you sold five, that's a 50% capture ratio. Sure. Or you bid 10 jobs, one of them happened to be $100,000, and you sold that one. Yeah. And you quoted 120,000. That's a significant increase in capture ratio to yeah. what really matters, because sure. we're only measuring dollars on the P&L. Right. The P&L, nowhere says in the P&L, the number of jobs or right. the number of holes. When you can't, you can't pay bills <laughs> with capture ratios. So, you know, I was taught that to measure on capture ratios, which, don't get me wrong, it has value, and there's a reason to watch it, sure. okay? Sure. You can compare it against historical data. But there's also a very uh, good argument can be made. We should be paying attention to the dollars. Yeah. Because I've seen salesmen, saleswomen and men, focus on selling the volume, the tickets, yep. close a ticket, this 2,000 and this 3,000, this 4,000 our job is easy to close. Sure. I got to hit my capture ratio, I'm going to close them. What we just did is we created a nightmare because now we took on jobs that we really aren't very good at, yeah. that are not on our wheelhouse, yeah. that are not our average ticket item, just to get the numbers up, 
that we have to. To meet a quota. So or, we're yeah. running our business in the wrong direction. We're, we're incentivizing for sales that are actually penalizing our team on the installation side. We had a company in our market, I've seen this happen, we had a company in our market that, and they were, they were a sizable company, so they would incentivize, they had base quotas for percentage of close. And you had, to get a bonus, you had to be at 25% or something. And then if you got to 30%, it was more 35%. But what no one was watching was discounts oh, and the man. actual cost. So where do you think that led? Yeah. That led to selling fence at very low profit margins. That led to a mess. It absolutely did. Yeah. But someone started off with this idea that we've got to hit 30%, 30, whatever the number was. And so if you're not hitting 30%, you're not doing your job. So you're not going to get a bonus. That's not actually what we care about. Right. We, to your point, we need dollars. And maybe even we need profit percentage. There's gross that. profit percentage or something like that. Absolutely, just dollars doesn't fix the problem. Sure. So that brings up another you know, thought that we help and coach with people is, they, their mindset is, I can fix it with more volume. Right? A lot of things in the business, like, well, if I just sure. grow to two million, this problem goes away. If I, just, yeah. <laughs> if I can grow to four million, yeah. I wouldn't have these problems I have now. And the reality of it is, if you don't fix the problem at one million, yeah. and you grow to four million, the only thing you did was make the problem four times bigger. Yeah, you fertilized that problem. You grew it. Absolutely. Wrong. Well, if I just had more income, I could buy that truck. I could do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. The profit margin is more important than anything than the volume, right? Yeah. So increasing profits is extremely important and what we got to focus on. So that's dollars. Yep. Yep, right, so focus right. on the dollars coming in and focus on the money or the return on the dollars. Absolutely, and so that's Margin. one of the things that you guys talk about in the academy. So the academy has different arms to it. Okay. So we have, in the academy, we have the training division, which Heather is in charge of, she's the VP of training, okay. which is events that we put on. Okay. You got Retreat, May Fence Madness, May Mayhem, um, um, Overdrive, okay. at Fence Show be the first time, Overdrive. And then you have the on-site training, that's under training events. So we go to on location to your backyard and yeah. dig holes with your crew and find a way to make your crew as efficient as possible, uh, as well as we put on training events uh, that are private and open across the country. Okay. Then we have the coaching arm, which we have eight coaches on our team that are all successful fence companies. They've been through the academy. I want, I want to focus on that for a minute too, because that's something that you've been working on building out. Yes. Right? Is, is highlighting successful contractors in the fencing industry and bringing them in to consult with others. So it's not just yourself, no. not to minimize, but well, truth you're, be told, you're scaling that. I don't know what eight of us would know. Right, true. Right? I don't have the energy that eight of us would have, right, nine of us, sure. trying to continue growing. Yeah. Um, so we need to expand that. And the journey of Mr. Fence Academy has always been that we'll guide, show, teach, now your journey is you have to now reteach that. And so that was from the get-go day one. It was how we were building that model. When you have to reteach something, you learn it at a whole nother level. Absolutely. If I tell you something you're like, oh yeah, you can kind of remember it. Sure. When you practice it, you get pretty good at it. Yep. When you become an instructor at it, you get really good at it. Because you have to explain it. You have to explain yeah. the why, you have to explain the how. You're going to get questioned and you're going to have to explain it three different ways. Yeah, you have to examine it from different angles. Yep. So in the medical Practice field, they call it. those teachbacks. 
right? Yep. You've got to do to show proficiency in a given subject. You have to you have to watch it. You have to do it, and then you have to perform a certain minimum number of teachbacks yep. to to show proficiency in whatever it is. So that's going to allow us to continue growing the academy because the biggest downfall is our capacity. Sure. Yeah. So you know, for the past two years, we've had people just continuously asking, "How do I join the, the academy?" And we've had to tell them, "I." I don't have, we're not taking anybody. Sure. Right? At capacity, so, yeah. We're done. So uh, this has opened up our capacity substantially. Um, we are, we have two times the volume we had last year. Still have a few spots open in a couple okay. of our coaching, coaching programs. Okay. But then next year, we'll have an, another batch of coaches. So we may double our coaches. That could allow us to double our capacity. Nice. As well as we're starting to build out online, um, virtual, Okay. Um, coaching plans nice. to allow you, people to get to the content sure. and work themselves through the plan without necessarily a one-on-one -on -one coach. All right, so makes sense. So our plans are we have the all-in coaching plan, which is completely everything we got. We're going to give you sure with coaching hours and QuickBooks hosting and everything. Okay. Then the one below that it's called in the hole, and that's a little bit of coaching, but half as much coaching, but everything else, no QuickBooks. But there's one below that called thinking about it, which is zero coaching, but all of the data, all the sheets, all those crazy Excel sheets um, are available to them at their own pace. Nice. And if they get stuck on something, they can they can get a coaching hour in there. Sure, sure. But they we want to get, get we want to get another step further and open it up virtually to our your install team. So if you hire somebody new, okay. brand new, they can come in and take, you know, a five week course, two hours on Monday morning, every Monday, they're in level one and we show them some basics. We actually do it in the field so it'll be live. Okay. Go to a go to a, um, a fence and talk about one on one, and then we'll have the same thing running uh, level two, level three, and level four. So you can train your team members virtually. You just got to pay them to sit in front of a, t a screen, sure. sure, and watch what's happening, and we'll discuss and talk about the methods and why, and so that we can get the training uh, more accessible to more people. Very good. That's Very coming. Good. Interesting, and then they can probably progress through as they need to, and they could in increase the access, I yeah. guess, to the team. Well, we're going to grow together, right? So as we do that training, as we get level three and level four rolling out, there's going to be guys in that class that are watching it, that are okay. engaging, that are going to be like, hey, what about this? Uh, that's a great idea, Joe. Sure. We're going to add that, and we're going to try it right now live. Right. Hey, it worked. And then that's how we learn to start teaching better. Nice. like that a lot. Really quickly, I know you're a busy guy, and, and I can hear the games going on behind us. And I know if I can hear it, you can hear it, and you're, you're chomping to get back <laughs> to that. Let's talk about Mr. Finch Tools. Yeah, so that's the last arm of uh, what coaching. Uh, Cannon Johnson's the VP of coaching for Mr. Finch Academy. And uh, Colin, my son, is the VP over tools, which is under the uh, Academy uh, branch. And so the tools uh, has been around since 2005. And we're the guys that have the equalizer and the thumper and the protector and the straightaway and the X-Men, so many other tools Sure. to allow an individual that's not a fence ninja, that's not a fence artist, yeah. to be successful in building a great fence quickly with less stress, yeah. safely. Yep. Safely is a key. Yep, absolutely. Stress, less stress is a key. Absolutely. Efficiency is very important. And I use the word great. We want good quality. That's what sure. we're looking for. Sure. Um, I think oftentimes we get stuck on thinking, trying to find 
absolute top quality. Okay. And most of our consumers aren't paying for that. Sure, sure. Right? It's not a piece of artwork. Yep. So how do we build a great fence that, that solves the problem that we were given from our customer safely, efficiently, accurately, um, and quick, you know, with less stress? And how can you repeat it? Right, how, how can you build a process that's easily repeatable that you can- Teachable. Monday through Friday teachable. Measurable sure. and yep. predictable. Absolutely. So Misfits Tools has those tools, but we also have tools that we have not developed, that we don't make, that we've partnered with, that are a great example of our tools. Like okay. the Quick Pull, it's a great tool. So we market that tool um, and sell it through Misfits Tools. Little Beaver, great tool. Yeah, I absolutely. didn't develop it, but we sell it. We make it easy for you to come to MrFitzTools.com and find all those tools. Nice, very nice. We got a couple questions here. One's from uh, Aaron Preston. Says, how can I get a staff that will take me to the next level? I need to help growing my business because I'm the only employee next to my 16-year-old son, so owner-operator. I've been in business 14 years. I get 15 calls most every day. So what do you think, this, this is probably a common question or a common type of question is, where, how do we find help? Well. In Probably your a town. Question: How do you find help? In your town, so it's it's right there in your town, but you need to create a place that you would want to work at. So it needs to be a place. You need to first create the business to attract the talent. Yep. Right. Otherwise, getting the talent to you and you're a hot mess, disorganized, uncommunicated. Why? Why would they? What, give me a reason why. Yep. Okay. So create something, and you don't need big to do that. You can be a two-man operation and be yeah. very well organized, very sure of your goals, very clear of your image and what you're trying to do, and you'll attract those type of people. Absolutely. That's uh, the most important part. I, I think, and now is the time to figure out, Aaron, your your systems and processes. Yep. Right, when, when you're uh, an owner-operator, a two-person organization, it is so easy to adopt processes because they're your processes. That's right. And, but that is a way of attracting talent too, is come onto a team that has systems and processes in place to make you successful, to, and in the end result makes the company successful. Yep. Right, it's not just we're all trying to figure this thing out together because that gets that gets frustrating, right? So how can I get staff to take me to the next level is, is creating the systems and processes, and you'll have to create them for yourself because every company's a little bit different, but document what you do and how you do it and then start start advertising, right? In different areas are different, yeah. right? But start, I would start with your your core group, the people around you already that you know do good work and ask them who they know. Well, you're looking for, you first need to define who you're looking for. Who is yeah. the type of person you're looking for? Fair. Where does that person hang out at? Right. right? If you're looking for a very well put together individual that is motivated, ambitious, uh, great attitude, you're probably not going to find them working for minimum wage somewhere. Sure. So yeah. think about where you're advertising. Don't don't advertise in that area. Right. Yeah, where's their attention? Where, where are does they somebody at? like that go and what do they do? Um, so, so Aaron, that would probably be a place to start, right? Is start with people that you already know kind of fit that mold and ask them who they know yep. and ha who they would refer to you, that sort of yep. thing. But citizens and products, before you get, I just don't want you to put the cart before the horse, right? In yep. that start hiring a bunch, but you don't have systems and processes. You haven't really figured out how you, know, how you plan on growing the team. Hiring people before you're ready for them is a, is a recipe for disaster. 
Yes. All right. Very true. All right. Well, Sean, I think we've covered quite a bit of ground, and I know you're itching to try to I get hear back the nail over gun there. going. So yeah. somebody over there's doing the wood picket fence challenge. Wood picket challenge. And that's an interesting one because you got the string line gang going against the bump board. <laughs> and we, if you're watching this and you're a string line guy, we need you because right now they're getting smashed. Oh, no. <laughs> and I know there's some guys really good with a string line, so we need to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Come on over and show us what you got. So, String Line Gang. We need you guys. Your call goes out to you. Come on. Head on over to the Mr. Fence. Uh, Fence Games. Fence Games. I mean, yeah. the Fence, uh, Games. Fence Games and show everybody what's going on yeah. with the String Line we Gang. We need someone we to need figure you. it out because it's not good right now. <laughs> so, I appreciate the time. Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, as always, Joe Everest, Sean King. Uh, coming to you live from the Know Before You Go studio here at FinTech 2023 in Oklahoma City. We'll see you guys next time.